ever since I've started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Well, let me tell you this. Where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money. For doing nothing. Sounds like a plan to me. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use the promo code the planes, that's one word, the planes, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This is the podcast on the Plains, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast brought to you by SECCountry.com. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and today in studio, I am joined by Auburn recruiting expert, Benjamin Wolk. Ben, how are you? I'm doing very well. Coming down to the end. Only a few more days, right? Only a few more days, of course. Are you exciting? Are you excited for it? Are you kind of dreading it because it's going to be a lot? Are you? I mean, what are your emotions as National Signing Day is only a few days away? I'm just kind of ready to fully transition to the 2019 class because you know we say it's coming to the end. Well, Auburn's hosting you know probably 30 guys from the 2019 and 2020 classes on Saturday, so it's not really coming to the end. Yeah, it's just sort of shifting to new guys right because the recruiting never stops it never really stops Let's don't kid ourselves um so i mean i would say i'm just ready it's that time of year where it's very tricky where you're really having to balance the 2018 class that's coming to a close and obviously that's the focal point and that's where the emphasis is but when you cover recruiting i mean this is really the time of year where 2019 becomes the focal point for coaches because coaches have really done all that they can do in mm-hmm. the recruitments of a lot of these 2018 guys. Not totally. I mean, obviously, there's official visits coming up this weekend. Um, but just, you know, I'm ready to finally be fully focused on the 2019 class. All right, so this weekend, it's a big weekend, final weekend before National Signing Day. There's Junior Day. We can talk about that. but Or, or, or we can talk about the three official visitors. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the, the three official visitors. Okay. Since just, there's a lot more concrete information on those okay. Let's three do it. guys. Um, so, yeah, Auburn will host three official visitors this weekend. All three are four-star prospects. Two of them are ranked inside the top 100 prospects nationally. All right. Uh, four-star offensive tackle Richard Garage from Tampa, Florida. Four-star wide receiver um, Jamar Chase from Louisiana. And four-star defensive lineman Malik Langham from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, all three, I would say, equally fascinating their recruitments for different reasons. Uh, just if you look at those three recruitments, they're all very different with how mm-hmm. they've gone about at least from Auburn's end. And I wouldn't say that there's a, a great deal of optimism with any of them coming in, but there's the potential for optimism coming out for any of the three. I mean, it really is an interesting official visit weekend to track just because these are three prospects who I truly believe a lot of different, it could go a lot of different ways coming out of their official visits this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. So let's start with Richard garage, Mm -hmm. the, the tackle 
which a lot of people are expecting or have kind of anticipated that he would flip from Florida as he's been committed to Florida for some time. A lot of Auburn fans kind of panicking a little bit because he was supposed to come in on his official visit to Auburn a couple and, weeks it, ago. and it got canceled a few weekends ago because of the, the snowstorm. Mm-hmm. But they find a way to get him on campus and uh, they get him on campus maybe on a more important weekend as it's right before signing day. Yeah, so I mean, it seemed for a while like Auburn was maybe the team to beat um, after he visited for the Iron Bowl, despite being committed to Florida. Uh, I think that the sentiment in Gainesville, Florida, and Clemson, who was also recruiting him, was that Auburn was the favorite to land him. Then Herb Hand left for the Texas job. That created, you know, a little bit of uncertainty, understandably, for Richard. Uh, he was going to take an official visit that very weekend to Auburn. And he had just had an in-home visit with Herb Hand talking about that official visit when Herb Hand left for Texas. That forced Garage to step back, not say no to Auburn, but say, hey, I'm going to need to meet J.B. Grimes. I'm going to need to get him to come in on an in-home visit. I'm going to need to sort of figure some things out before I can definitively say, yes, I'm going to take an official visit to Auburn. He was at Florida last weekend, and all reports out of Gainesville were that Florida feels better than ever about you know holding on to him in this class. But the fact that he's making this last official visit to Auburn, uh, it says to me anything really can happen. And because of the need that Auburn has at offensive tackle, Richard Garage is certainly a serious op- option. All right. So moving on to Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Really interesting because he's never visited Auburn. He was supposed to visit uh, during the season. He wasn't able to make the trip because he got injured in his high school game the uh, the night before he was supposed to come on that Auburn visit. He was supposed to come on an official visit to Auburn that same weekend that Richard Garage was going to be able to and wasn't able to because of circumstances uh, out of his control. He made certain, you know, sure throughout this entire process, though, that he was going to take this Auburn official visit, which is a testament to the work that Cody Burns has done, building a relationship with an out-of-state wide receiver, an elite, you know, number 84 prospect in the country that – Quietly, Cody Burns has made Auburn a legitimate contender in this one. Right. Um, the fact that he's never visited Auburn, I think, probably helps LSU a lot. LSU is the other team that he will be deciding between on National Signing Day. It will be either Auburn or LSU, the home state team. I just like their chances. But, but we, we've seen him commit quickly to places that he wasn't super familiar with. Exactly. That's exactly right. He has committed to Kansas in the past after one visit, later decommitted. Committed to Florida after one visit, later decommitted through that coaching change from Jim McElwain to Dan Mullen. So it's it wouldn't be the first time that Jamar Chase made a visit um, and you know committed to a school despite only make, taking one visit. I just think that because he's been through that a couple of times and LSU's been around the whole time, I mean, LSU's recruitment of him has never changed. They've recruited him the same from start to finish yeah. despite being committed to Kansas and LSU or in Florida. I think that it finally will probably just resonate with him and say, all right, this home state school has been here all along. But again, anything can happen. The fact that he's taking this official visit this late, having not really had any familiarity with Auburn at all other than Cody Burns, you never know. It's one of those that makes you say it's possible. Okay. Yeah. You have a, it seems like you have an interesting feeling, an interesting pull towards this particular case with him. I do. Just be, I mean, look, and I still, going into the weekend, I fully expect him to end up at LSU. I know that our LSU writer, right. Sam Spiegelman, 
fully expects him to end up at LSU. He's much more familiar with he's from Rummel High School or uh, Archbishop High School in Rummel, Louisiana. Uh, Sam Spiegelman's very close with a lot of the coaches there, and the sentiment around that school is he is going to eventually choose LSU. But they understand that he's you know surprised some people in the past with some of his commitment decisions, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And Auburn certainly doesn't need more wide receivers in this class, but guys like Chase, guys like Justin Ross, it doesn't matter. Right. I, I was told by a source around it was probably late October, early November, um, and I guess it was actually probably around the Louisiana Monroe game. Um, and the feeling on those two guys co- uh, with Justin Ross and Jamar Chase was, yeah, Auburn doesn't have a need at wide receiver, but these two guys are can't miss. I mean, they really are can't miss prospects, and both of them are in the class come signing day, regardless of the need at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, obviously, getting them on official visits the last two weekends, I don't believe that sentiment has changed at all. Okay, and let's talk about the third guy. Let's shift to the defensive line. Yeah, Malik Langham, another really fascinating recruitment just because Auburn hasn't been involved in this one much at all. He, right. I wasn't familiar with his name until, I, I mean, you, you popped him up in some of the notebooks a few weeks ago. But right. yeah, I mean, I really hadn't heard much about this guy. He visited for a junior day back in the spring. Auburn obviously didn't offer. They... I wouldn't even say they kept, you know, quote unquote, kept him warm. They just didn't really recruit him much at all. And he had a strong senior season. His senior season highlight tape was solid. I think that that's why a lot of teams late started offering him. Florida offered late. Alabama offered late. Notre Dame offered late. He took official visits to all of those schools. Nobody offered as late as Auburn. Auburn waited all the way until January 19th. Um, I think that when you probably look at some of the other guys that they'd been recruiting, Andreas Fox make a decision to go to Stanford, and Auburn's evaluating its defensive line talent down the stretch with Caleb Tanner and Malik Langham. What what direction do they really want to go? I think that his tape stood out enough to warrant an offer Um, in the rankings. I mean, he shot up about 700 spots in the most recent recruiting rankings. The final recruiting rankings of the year jumped into the top 300, moved up to a four-star. So clearly a prospect that has seen a boost, maybe a bigger boost than anyone these last, you know, few months, especially weeks. Auburn offers him January 19th. Gus Malzahn does an in-home visit with him that week, almost as to say, hey, I know we haven't been recruiting you, but we really want you to come on an in-home visit or, or on an official visit. Um, I, as Gus Malzahn, the head coach of this program, I want to get in home and make it known to you how much we really are prioritizing you. It clearly had an effect because he changed his entire official visit schedule. He was going to go to Tennessee originally. He's now no longer using his last official visit to Tennessee. He's coming to Auburn. Grew up as an Auburn fan. Grew up in an Auburn household. Auburn, I think, despite the fact that everyone has pegged him to Alabama for weeks there were points in time when people thought he was just going to commit to Alabama throughout January the fact that he you know is getting a lot of this late interest from Auburn and the fact that Auburn is you know a school that's near and dear to his heart I think this one is much more interesting uh, than a lot of people are making it out to be okay yeah I mean that'd be a solid solid get for Auburn no doubt get a four-star guy on the defensive front no doubt and I mean you know you look at 
the kind of turnover that Auburn's likely to have on the defensive line. Whew. I mean, yeah. Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson, Nick Coe. Maybe Nick Coe, Andrew Williams. Andrew Williams. I, mean, I, think Nick Russell. Coe, I think Nick Coe has the potential to maybe go out this year and end up being one of the more draftable prospects out of anyone just because of his pure athleticism. Him and Marlon are going to go high. They're gonna, oh, yeah. They're going to have the chance to make some money. Those are some first-rounders right there, I think. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you look at the seniors, Dontavious Russell, Andrew Williams. There's about to be a lot. I mean, the 2019 season, as much as Auburn is going to emphasize defensive line recruiting in the 2019 recruiting class, I think that Rodney Garner and Kevin Steele would feel a lot more comfortable having more bodies from the 2018 class and the 2017 class that they could at least fill into those gaps earlier on in the 2019 season. Yeah, because, I mean, really the only returning starter we're going to kind of expect is Tadarian Moultrie. Yep. That's kind of it. Yeah, really. I mean, Big Cat Brian, I'm sure we'll figure factor in yeah, there. I like play. I like Alec Jackson a lot. I think Alec Jackson will okay. fill into that role uh, well. But, yeah, there's about to be some turnover. Now, this class, I think, has a lot of guys that maybe won't have huge impacts 2018, but they maybe could by 2019. I mean, Coyote Oladele, Richard Gibbonor, if Caleb Tanner were to come into this class. Daquan Newkirk is someone. Connors Miller. Connus Miller. I mean, Dequan Newkirk, someone who, you know, his body's much more physically ready immediately than any of these other guys yeah. just because he went the junior college route um, and was a really, you know, raw prospect out of high school, but really built on his frame a lot at the junior college ranks. Um, so I think that's why I think that when you, you know, you ask me predictions, how do I think Auburn ends this class? I mean, I do think they go with an offensive tackle, whether that be Richard Garage, Dylan Wanham, or Calvin Anderson. Um, but I also think that they might load up on the defensive line more than I would have previously expected if they get a Caleb Tanner and then maybe they go after a Malik Langham or a Caleb Johnson who was on an official visit last weekend. There's some other position groups. Obviously, the wide receivers, Jamar Chase and Justin Ross, are, you can't say no to those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look in the secondary, C.D. Daniels, Cam Taylor. There's some intriguing prospects in the secondary, so it's maybe a matter of do you go best player available? Do you go at a position group that you'd rather have? Who knows? Um, but it looks like Auburn's going to emphasize defensive line down the stretch maybe more than I would have anticipated. Right, right. And Rodney Garner is the man behind that. He's always down to have more talented guys coming in. Yeah, I almost feel like Rodney, He does. I mean, this year he did a really good job with recruiting. He got a lot of guys on board early. Yeah. I mean, Dequan Newkirk's been around for a while. Connors Miller was always sort of gravitating toward Auburn, even though it seemed like maybe he was showing interest elsewhere. Sure. Richard Gibbonor, always a guy that seemed like he was going to land in Auburn's class and then closed pretty well with Coyote Oladele. But it seems like, you know, he did a really good job, but I think that Rodney just gets this itch to recruit down the stretch. He's such a good closer. I mean, he's one of the best recruiting closers, period. You've seen it with Derek Brown. You saw it with Big Cat Bryant. Yeah. He just closes so well. It's almost like, oh, there's two weeks until signing day, and we have a pretty solid defensive line class. Like, man, I still want to go get some more guys. Like, let me recruit Caleb Tanner. Let me recruit Caleb Johnson. Uh-huh. Let me recruit Malik Langham. Let me have some fun with this down the stretch. And it's possible he closes yet again, even when it seems like Auburn doesn't necessarily need it. It looks like Rodney Garner still, he just can't help himself. All right, so with that being said, the three guys coming in town for official visits this weekend, rank them from most likely to end up at Auburn to least likely to end up at Auburn. <sighs> I'm going to say Richard Richard Garage, number one. Okay, um, as most likely. As most likely, mainly just because of his because of the need at offensive tackle. I okay. mean, you look at Auburn doesn't need at wide receiver, so while Jamar Chase is a, you know, a can't-miss prospect, I don't necessarily know if you're 
pressuring as much with Jamar Chase as you might have to with Richard Garage, just because you need the offensive tackles. Um, second, I would probably go with Malik Langham. Like I just said, Rodney Garner closes really well. It's very interesting to me that he was willing to change his official visit schedule so late. Um, you know, given the fact that Auburn didn't offer until January 19th, but Auburn has clearly made him a priority these last couple of weeks with in-home visits with Gus Malzahn already going to see him. Um, so I would say Malik Langham probably is number two. And then Jamar Chase, number three. And, you know, he's the one that probably could create a surprise just because he's never visited. But I would say the fact that he's never visited and the home state school was on him so hard yeah it would be very hard for me to envision him not committing to lsu but all right and then auburn will have another official visitor next week right yeah so these won't be the final the last ones uh rice grad transfer offensive tackle calvin anderson he will take his official visit next weekend a couple days after national signing day probably a little strategic on auburn's part there they'll be able to get the numbers situation a little bit you know figured out on national signing day then they'll host calvin anderson for a couple of days and uh you know that one i think will come down to the official visit i think that auburn's probably riding a little bit behind texas and michigan right now not because of where he actually feels how he feels about auburn just the fact that he's taken official visits to these two schools and he hasn't taken a visit to auburn his you know knowledge and awareness of auburn is really you know reliant on the few times that he's met chip Lindsay, jb mm-hmm. grimes and gus malzahn and you know herb hand that is one thing that's probably helping auburn a little bit is you know when i talked with calvin anderson herb hand has said positive things about auburn and so while it's it's not very often that you have this happen in a recruitment where the coach leaves one school and ends up at the other school and now you're getting recruited by both schools and you're getting recruited by an offensive line coach at texas who was once the offensive line coach at auburn sort of a weird situation right. but herb hands given auburn positive reviews before he left auburn and since he's left auburn yeah i don't think he's gonna leave and bash auburn right I he, mean, does, he doesn't seem like that kind of person exactly and he's said positive things about gus malzahn and chip Lindsay, and i'm sure gus malzahn and chip Lindsay likewise have said positive things about herb hand um i think that Texas is certainly the school that Auburn's probably most conscious of just because he went to high school in Austin. He's, you know, been in the state of Texas for college. So you would think that home state poll will probably get him. But at the same time, as a grad transfer, who's only really going to be at this destination for seven ye- seven months before he, you know, prepares for the NFL draft, mm-hmm. does it really matter it being in your hometown versus being elsewhere? I mean, I think that he really genuinely is looking for the place that he thinks sets him up best for the NFL draft. Sure. And, and I don't think that he will know for certain whether or not that's Auburn until he takes that official visit to so Auburn. that's his main thing that's going to factor into his decision what t- what school and what team sets him up the best for the nfl draft yeah i guess the 2019 nfl draft yeah that's i mean that is that's why he's transferring i mean he said he felt that he could have probably used his last year of eligibility at rice and he would still be drafted but and he loved rice and he you know was getting a degree from rice he met his longtime girlfriend from rice he has you know he has nothing but great things to say about rice but he just feels that the nfl draft is a legitimate possibility for him and after offseason discussions with his dad he just thought that it was the right move to go somewhere else to strictly get ready for that nfl draft and i mean look all three places texas michigan 
Auburn. They have track records of putting guys yeah. into the league. All three great coaching staffs. I don't think you can go wrong with any decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are benefits. You know, if I'm Auburn, I'm selling him on the fact that you're getting to go in, up every single day against this Auburn defensive line, facing off against Marlon Davids and Derek Brown. I mean, I, I mean, obviously the ends. You know, Nick Coe sure. going up against the ends probably more than the tackles. But Auburn's defensive front moves around all like crazy. Though. Yeah. So I mean, you're getting to go up against all these guys, all these NFL guys on Auburn's defensive line. On top of the fact you're in the SEC, which Calvin did bring up to me when I spoke with him that you know the SEC is the best conference. The best pass rushers in the country are generally coming from the SEC. Sure. And that's something that he would get to go up against every single day, mm-hmm. um, or every single week. Um, every week publicly, but right. every day in practice. And then Auburn probably, you know, is looking for someone to fill that left tackle spot, and they're selling Calvin Ashley on his or Calvin Anderson on his ability. Calvin Ashley probably on the other side. Yeah, I mean, it could be Calvin's. We thought that maybe it was. We thought one day maybe it was going to be a Prince and a Prince on sure. both sides. Maybe it's going to be a Calvin and a Calvin. That's right. Um, but you know, I think that you know Auburn is going to sell him on the immediate ability to play. At offensive tackle, I mean, I think that's what comes into the pick equation here when a grad transfer is choosing, especially a guy like Calvin Anderson who clearly is trying to you know boost up his draft stock. Do you have the ability to step in and start immediately? Mm-hmm. Because if not, you don't go there. There's, There's no point in a grad transfer if you're not going to play, right? No, I mean there are. I mean, I think Wilson Bell found. I don't. I don't nec- think he necessarily got exactly what he was expecting out of the grad transfer. But I think that he felt positively about his experience at Auburn while he was here. Obviously, Casey Dunn, it took a little bit of time for him to get in the rotation, but he eventually got into the rotation. He was a solid starter for him, too. So it was well worth it. But you don't generally want to grad transfer, especially if you're trying to prepare for the NFL draft. I think that Calvin Anderson is much more driven by the NFL draft possibility than Casey Dunn and Wilson Bell were. I don't know that 100%, but I just think – that's the, based on conversation yeah that's the gist that i get all right so you'll have a lot of content over the next five or six days until national signing day obviously you'll, you'll have a lot of stuff up this weekend for junior, junior day, day and for official visits yep. national signing day is wednesday and then the few days after that will be important lots of stuff kind of promo it for everybody yeah absolutely so i mean i would say you know stay tuned in all day Tomorrow at Saturday or Saturday on SEC yeah. Country, I'll probably have a live blog tracking these junior day guys who's showing up, who's showing interest in Auburn, what things are going. And then I'm sure I'll have plenty of post live blog content as well after I interview a lot of these guys. And then Sunday, same thing, live blog for the official visits. And then um, I, you know, I may not actually do a live blog for the official visits just because there's only three of them, but I'll at least have updates on the three of them p- following their official visits. And notebooks every day, notebooks recruiting every questions day. of the day. There's going to be a lot more of just standalone content on the days leading up to National Signing Day. You know, who who are the guys out there that Auburn could still realistically land? What my predictions are? Just basic standalone pieces. And then obviously on Signing Day, I'll have a live blog. There will be a lot going on. Probably be some Signing Day commitments. Uh, and then, you know, just because signing day happens, it doesn't end because Calvin Anderson, like I said, will be officially visiting that following weekend. Um, so there's still, even though National Signing Day feels like the end, there still are some pieces, you know, to fall in place post National Signing Day that could still have an effect on the 2018 class. 
Ben, thanks for your time as always, man. As always. You do a great job as always. Be sure to follow Ben on Twitter at Benjamin Walk and check out all of his content and more at sccountry.com backslash Auburn. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. This has been another edition of the loveliest podcast on the Plains.